Hi, this is Mark Brady. I'm the pastor at Anchor Faith Church in Valdosta, Georgia. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. We believe it will bless you and minister to you. I get ready to receive a word from God. was good stuff that was good I don't know about you but I could go home right now <laughs> and I, I'll be okay uh, you know it's funny pastor asked me to minister a few weeks back and it was before we have the uh, mr I mean the minister black wilder remember he was here it was before that and I had one word and it was kind of a it was remember remember that's the word and I said remember well remember I try to, you know, to think about it, remember. And then I say, oh, I know what it is. 9-11 is coming. And God wants to prepare us for 9-11, you know, and thinking in the natural. But, you know, uh, Mr. Uh, Reverend Blackwelder was here. He ministered to the people. People were excited. We all were, you know, we gave testimonies, and everybody was just pumped up. Pastor picked up right on there. He started to minister on faith. Right? He ministered on, uh, on faith, on conquering faith. And then last week, he spoke about persistent faith. And it feels like we were walking on the clouds. Everything is just whoo, great. You know, I mean, he came, we got pumped up, we're talking about faith, and you know, and, and we're just so oh, faith, you know, I, I'm just so pumped up. I mean, I can't believe for anything. God comes in front of me. But then, <laughs> Idalia made her entrance in Valdosta, Georgia. <laughs> and then, you know, I mean, it had to be something had to come to test the faith, right? I mean, the word has to be tested. The word that is not tested, you know, we had the word has to be tested. So Idalia came in, and I still have this word, remember, you know. And then pastor came Sunday, and he used all the scriptures that were really good, that I thought were great, that I was going to use. And so then I really got into trouble, you know. But then I, I kept thinking on the word remember, okay. And I, I was looking in here, you know, some of us were really, really excited standing on faith. But then when Idalia came, some of us were shaken, you know, by what we saw, by, uh, you know, I had a student today that told me he was in his bedroom and his parents tried to call him fast because they saw the tree falling right in top of his bedroom. The tree came into his house, I mean, right in his bedroom. So, you know, those things will shake you. They, they will make you, huh, wow. So I started to say, well, remember, you know, remember, remember. And I went to the dictionary, too, and I look at remember, you know, the definitions is to recall, to bring back something that has already happened. It's like a going back. And then I went to Hebrews chapter 10, and I, I promise I won't be long. I know I usually say that, but I won't be long today. In Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 32, it says, but call to remembrance the former days, you know? In which after you were illuminated, you endure a great fight of affliction. And it's mainly talking about that time when you got born again. And it seems that, you know, you were just walking in the clouds. You were all excited. And, you know, the times when this was written, it was not as nice as now. People didn't just not, didn't like your post in Facebook. But they, they, you know, it was persecution. 
So when he's saying in here, but called to remembrance, that word called to remembrance was just, you know, uh, it, it says in here, called to remembrance refers to, there was like a grave. When you go and start studying in the Greek, it says, it refers to a grave, to a tomb. That's why he says, called to remembrance. I've got to be intentional when I am going to remember. He says, called to remembrance. He says, called to remembrance, referring to the grave, the tomb, the sepulcher. He says, refers to something that was buried. So maybe when the hurricane came, some of that excitement wasn't really solid into the word. And we have allowed discouragement to come in. Maybe it's sickness, you know. Maybe it's finances. I mean, to take a limb was $3,000, Jennifer told me. They wanted $3,000 for picking it up and putting it over there. That is hard. But the apostle said, call to remembrance. Be intentional. You know, you have allowed maybe your hopes to get, to get buried. They are, uh, in, it says in here that that means Sometimes we forget God's directives for our lives. And then we must call to remembrance. We must call to refresh on the things God has called us to. So he says, call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated. And that word illuminated, it means to shine. It means to a brilliant flash of light that leaves a lasting impression. That's why when he hears, he says, call to remembrance the former days. Call to remembrance that time when you got born again. Call to remembrance when you first heard about healing. Wow, it was, God can heal me. Call to remembrance when it says that, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. Call to remembrance. Do it on purpose. God's not going to do it. He's done everything he's going to do. Jesus went on the cross. He died. He paid the price. Now we got his word. So it depends on you to call to remembrance. Hmm. Call to remembrance. And then he says, so that after you were illuminated. That illumination means it's that light that comes. It's that when you're studying the word, it's like that rhema that, you know, you're reading. And that word says, my gosh, that's always been there. That's what he's talking about. That illumination that keeps you pondering and pondering and pondering. Called to remembrance. So I want you, as I share with you, it's not a lot, but as I share with you what I have, I want you to remember today. But you know, we tend to think on remembering. This is what I really felt in my heart. We tend to remember. I asked somebody to remember and they say, oh my, I remember. Yeah, those years were hard. And, and you know, how about when you live over here? Oh, man, it was terrible jobs. We didn't have that. went too many jobs. And how about uh, schooling? Man, schools are expensive. I mean, I could only have, uh, like, you know, uh, two sodas a day or I don't know what. But I don't want you to look at that today. I want you to remember the goodness of God. I don't want you when they say hurricane, you jump up and you say, hallelujah, hurricane who? I don't know because my God took care of it. I don't care. I don't need to know because God is, has done exceedingly, abundantly, whatever I may ask or think according to the power that worketh in me. People are having their roofs rebuilt, people. Their roofs were down. 
<clears throat> and they couldn't afford. <clears throat> they couldn't afford a new roof. Now they're going to have a brand new roof. And who's paying the insurance? Come on. Did you have a little, you know, I, I mean, I'm not undermining. Some people really had hard times. <clears throat> but look, I want you to remember if I ask you about how was yesterday, oh my gosh, God was so good. You know, yeah, I might have been hot, but you know, I had a place to go. I have all these great things. I had food. I have life. I had a car. I have gas. I had money in my pocket, maybe $5. Well, great. Praise God. That's what I want you to remember today. <clears throat> and then I started to look. It says in the Moffat translation, <clears throat> record the for, recall the former days when, after you were enlightened, you endure a great hard struggle. But then I look at the word recall. The word recall means to call back. I want to call back the good things. I want to revive in memory. That's what we're going to do tonight. The power of calling back or revoking. So then I said, you know, God put that word in my mind, remember. And then I said, but what about God? Does God remember? So, my gosh, you don't know how many scriptures. I, just some of them. In Genesis 8, 1, it says, and God remember. This is after the flood. They could have got stuck in that flood and said, Lord, we're never going to get out of this, of this ark with these stinking animals. But it says, and God remember Noah. Oh, and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wing to pass over the earth and the waters. Thank you. And the waters uh, as waged. The Amplified says, the whole, it says that God earnestly remember. God earnestly remember. And it caused him to do something. Then I look in Exodus 13, 3. This is Moses. He says, and Moses said unto the people, remember this day. They're getting ready to go out of Egypt. They've been in slavery. And maybe you ask them, do you remember? And they will tell you, oh, we don't want to remember. But Moses says, remember this day in which you came out from uh, Egypt, out of the house of bondage, for by strength and of hand of the Lord brought you out from the place. There will not leaven bread. But he says, remember. I want you to remember. God says, remember, Idalia. Remember the hurricane. I want you to remember. And then he goes on to say in the next verse, and thou shalt show thy son in that day saying, this is done because of that which the Lord did unto me. It's not just for you that you're going to remember it's for your children. It's because you're going to tell them what the Lord has done for you. You've got to remember. And I know some of my people who are around my age, let's not say the age, you say, oh, but I don't remember everything. Well, for your convenience, I went and started researching articles, and one of the articles says that when you don't remember, it's not that you don't remember. It's that your brain puts it aside and concentrates on the things that are more important. Okay, that was a PS for free. In Deuteronomy 7.18, Israel is leaving Egypt, and it says, 
thou shalt not be afraid of them. It's talking about all these Egyptians coming, all these chariots coming. It says, you will not be afraid of them, but shall well remember again. Remember what the Lord thy God did unto Pharaoh unto Egypt, and unto Egypt, all of Egypt. Remember what the Lord did. So when you look back and you talk about Idalia, you're not going to say, oh my gosh, we lost everything. No, you're going to say, my gosh, I know what God did for me. When you pass that test, when the doctor says, oh, you're, now here's the clean build. You are healed. You remember. You got to remember. And I'll go back. I keep going. In John 14, 26, talks about the precious Holy Spirit. It says, these things I have spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, hmm, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And he's going to bring what? All things to your remembrance. The word, if you have to put the word in so he can bring it to you. But he's going to bring you things to remember. You have to remember. It says, and the Comforter, the Amplifier, like, because towards the end he says, and he will cause you. The Holy Spirit will cause you to recall, will remind you of, uh, to, will remind you of and bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. So you have to spend time with the Father so he can bring you things and you can remember those things, right? Oh, praise God. Okay, now, here... <clears throat> it's in 2 Peter 1.13, starting in 12, it says, Wherefore I will not neglect to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them, it's Paul speaking, and be established in the present truth. Yeah, I think it means as long as I am in the tabernacle to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. Remembering things will stir you up. The word stir means to wake fully, to arouse, to arise, to awake. Remembering will do that for you. Okay? The Amplified says, so I intend always to remind you about these things, although indeed you know them and are firm in the truth that you now hold. I think it right as long as I am in the tabernacle, in this body, the tent, to stir you up by ways of remembering. And now I want to show you somebody who is one of my favorites. I remember when I was in Bible college, uh, we were in one of the classes and they were talking, who's your favorite? You know, the, the patriarchs and all the people in the Bible. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm shy, so I stay quiet. And, but I knew who I wanted to say. So somebody said the name, Abraham. I said, oh, wow, I like Abraham. And then the professor said, that was a rebellious man. I said, oh, gosh, I'm glad I didn't say I like him. Says, that's rebelliousness. I said, woof, that's not too good. But I want to talk about uh, Abraham. Because I think Abraham, remember, Abraham had a promise from God. Abraham hang on to that promise for years, for years, for years. And when we got to Romans chapter 4, uh, probably starting the verse 16. He says, I mean, the Amplified. Therefore, inheriting the promise, 
is the outcome of faith and depends entirely on faith. Okay, let's go to 17. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. So, you know, I think Abraham probably walked around his big land, all the animals he had, and he in his mind was remembering. God said, I am the father of many nations. Hmm. Then he says, he was appointed our father in the sight of God in whom he believed. Okay? Who gives life to the dead, that's God, and speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold, okay, as if they already existed. So those promises are non-existent, but they're promised to me. And Abraham knew he was the father of many nations. He knew that he was going to have his seed will be, whoa, like the sand and the ocean. He says, for Abraham, human reason, for hope being gone. I mean, if he was, I mean, in the natural, come on. We had to be too explicit on that one, right? He was really old, okay? He hoped in faith. And his faith, you know how his faith was built? When he went around saying, I am the father of many nations. God said, I am the father of many nations. God made a covenant with me, and I am the father of many nations. I don't care how it looks, Sarah. You better go and get nice tonight. I'll meet you in the tent because God said, I am the father of many nations. I am the father. I believe he remembered. He continuously remembered. So if you're sick, continuously remind your body, you are the heel of the body. I mean, my body, remember, remember God's word says, I am the heel. You got to speak it. You got to remember it. You got to live it. You got to be passionate about it. And then it says in here, uh, so promise from the numbers shall the descendants be. Verse 19, he did not weaken in faith hmm, when he considered. So he did consider. That shows you he was human like you and I. So he wasn't just a magic man. Oh, Abraham. Oh, Abraham, you know. Oh. No, it says he considered not <clears throat> the utter impotence of his own body which was as good as dead because he was about 100 years old. Or when he considered the bareness of Sarah, and Sarah tried to fix it like we all women do. She tried to fix it, and she couldn't fix it because that was not the promise. That's not what she was supposed to remember. What are you supposed to remember? What the doctor said? I only have two months. When the bill collector called, and he said, you know, if I don't have that payment by tomorrow, I'm going to have to, you know, go pick up your car. Is that what you want to remember? I don't think that builds any faith. Your faith is built as you remember. As you remember what he did before and what he's about to do. It says, uh, he considered no unbelief or distrust made him waver. He did not waver at the promise from God concerning. But he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. He was empowered in faith as he gave praise and glory to God. As he walked and he empowered himself with the word of God. He empowered himself. Whoa, I remember when God brought me uh, from my family. I just came with my wife and then the other one hang around. But God delivered us. God gave us all this land. Then I told, you know, and, and I have prospered. He was remembering what God did for him. 
You've got to remember. you got to shake it off. Like we tell the kids in Sunday, just shake it off. Shake it off and grab the word. Shake it off. What has God promised? Remember. Remember. He says, uh, and that is why, he said, that is why his faith was credited to him as righteous. Okay. Praise God. Now, I told you I won't be too long today. So, I'm going to close with this scripture, okay? And I'm going to 2 Timothy 1, 5, and 6 in the Amplify, okay? The power of remembering the right thing, okay? And it says in here, let me pull it. Whoops. Okay, 2 Timothy says... I'm calling up memories, okay? Paul says, you know, in this time, let me give you a little background. Uh, Timothy was having a little problem in this time, okay? They were, Nero was in power. Christians were persecuted. He didn't know if he was going to be alive for too long. So he had a lot to remember, okay? So Paul, you know, Paul loved Timothy. Timothy was like a son to him. And if we start from the beginning, Paul, you know, here he talks about, he, he thanked him, he, and he says, And when I recalled your tears, I yearned to see you, verse 4, so that I may be filled with joy. But then in the verse <clears throat> 5, he says, I am calling. Well, let me read first in the, in the King James. He says, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwell first in thy grandmother, Louis, and thy mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded in thee also. Verse 6, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee, by the laying on of my hands. The power of remembering the right thing. He was having such a hard time. There was persecution. And Paul, I'm going to read the amplifier. He says, I am calling up memories of your sincere and unqualified unqualified faith. The leaning on your entire personality in God, in Christ. He says, I remember, I know you trust God. I know you lean completely on God. He says, in absolute trust and confidence in his power, in his wisdom and goodness. In a faith that first lived permanently, permanently in the heart, in the heart of your grandmother. How important is that for us, grandmas? Okay, that was his legacy, the faith that was in his grandmother. Then he says, and your mother Eunice, and now, he says, I am fully, fully persuaded that it is in you also. I'm sorry. That is why I will remind you. Again, he says, I'm going to remind you. I'm going to tell you the key how we're going to work over with this. I know you're down. I know you're under. But we're going to make it through. He says, that is why I remind you to stir up. You need to stir up the gift of God that is in you. Rekindle the embers off. Fan the flame off. And keep burning. 
the gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you, by means of the laying on of my hands with those of the elders <coughs> or, or at your ordination. Okay? He says, God's faithfulness was obvious in his family. And sometimes we have to remember God's faithfulness in our family. God's faithfulness in everything that we have. You know, I mean, I'm sure if you look back, you can find things that God has been faithful in your life. I mean, if I ask you, close your eyes, think about, you will remember things. It can be, oh, it's terrible. Oh, it's terrible. No, it's not. God's been on every step. God's faithfulness. He says, Paul, and Paul said to Timothy, I know what you're going through. I know you're in distress, but remember, remember your mother. Remember your grandmother. Remember the word that was Pour into you. Remember, God wants us to remember today. Remember the good things. Remember what He's done for us. God has uh, has been faithful to us. So you have to remember that. You got to. There's no other way. Paul took the opposite to the opposition to remind. He took the opposition to remind Timothy of his of what faithful, how faithful God had been in his life. So Paul wanted him to. Timothy, forget about that. Just think, what has God done for you? He told him, he says, I put thee in remembrance. Again, it's up to you. You want to build your faith? You know, we learn to, pastor talk about all the different faith, to be in, to the conquering faith, the enduring faith. I'm telling you today, build your faith through remembering, remembering. We continually remember and thank God that Amelia is healed. We remember. We remember the goodness of God through the whole journey. I remember when I used to be years back. I, I look back and I say, wow, I am when things that I never thought I would be. But I remember how it was. I remember when I had six kids and I God supplied the needs for them. I remember when I go to school and I always says, you know, God uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Me, you know, me from Puerto Rico. Go to Indiana. Everybody's making fun. She don't know why it snows in here. No, I don't because I live in Puerto Rico. But I remember how God provided for me. I remember that I had two daughters at that time and God provides school for them, food, clothes. I remember. What do you remember today? What do you remember? That you didn't have enough money? You know, my kids went to great trips at Melody. When we were at, I used to work at the school. They never miss a trip. They never miss a field trip, trips to Haiti. They did mission work. Why? Because God is faithful because God provides. So when now I see a need, I say, oh my gosh, God provided then. He's going to do it again. He's going to do it again and he's going to do it again. Praise God. And in here, I put thee in remembrance. So that word remembrance, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not a scholar in the words, but it's a combination. It's a combined word, Chase, okay? And one part of the word means again or to repeat something. The other part of the word, I could spell it to you, but that's about it. It means to be reminded of something such as recalling memories, okay? 
So when we put these two words together, the remembrance, the two words together, it means something like to gather or to recollect memories. So when he says, I put it in remembrance, he was not just saying, uh, you know, I'm just talking about your grandma, I'm talking about your mama. No, he says, I want you to gather or recollect memories. Oh, memories. And then the word, a prefix in front of that word, okay? I'm not going to go no more deeper than that. Okay, it means it gives us the idea of replaying the memories over and over it's like when we put that replay, that, I love a movie, let's put the replay. I like that song, the kids used to hate it, because when I like a song, it was a replay the whole time. So Timoth, Paul is telling Timothy, listen to me. I want you to gather, to recollect the memories like a tape player, and put the replay, and listen to it over, and over, and over, and over. God is good. His goodness and his mercy endureth forever. Oh, my God supplies all my needs. He bought my groceries. They came to the front door. Oh, the doctor said that I got this and that. But my word says that by the stripes of Jesus, I was made whole. I'm not going to be made whole. I was made whole. It means I am. If I was, I am. Because he is in the now, now faith is. I, he's told, he told Moses, I am the I am. The I am that I am. I am. I wasn't, I'm not going to be. I am now. You need healing? I am the healer. You need deliverance? I'm the deliverer. You need finances? I am the Lord that's going to supply all your needs. Not some, but all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Oh, so if, if we read this verse, adding that little info, extra info, it says, I am putting you in memory of all these things so that by you remembering them, you might stir up the gift of God that is in you. So I'm closing. I'm going to read you these scriptures just quickly, okay? I want you to remember, and I'm going to tell you what he is to me, okay? This is what he is to me, and I want you to know what he is to me. He is my healer. 1 Peter 2.24 says, Who his own self bear our sin in his own body <laughs> on the tree, that we being dead to sin shall live unto righteousness by whose stripes I was made whole. <clears throat> so when I am, my body is attacked and I am catching a healing, I am reminded when he healed me before, when he healed my children, when they were all together, the six of them, a blessed quivers were really full. He is my deliverer. Oh, yes, he is. Psalms 34, 19 says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them of them all. Not of some, but he delivers them of them all. What is it that you need deliverance today from? Facebook? Oops, sorry. God has saved me. Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, confession is made unto salvation. But the word salvation means deliverance, healing. Oh, everything that I ever need is in that salvation. He is my Savior. He has healed me. He's delivered me. He has saved me. He guides and he leads me. 
John 16, 13 says, How be when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you unto all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. He hears from the Father, and then he tells me. He tells me, and he says, and he will show you things to come. I know that no matter the road in front of me, he's going to guide me. He's going to lead me. He's going to show me what is ahead. <clears throat> he's my provider. So, Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all my needs and yours too, according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Not by my need, but by his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. He protects me, Psalms 91. He is our, my peace, Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. So I just hope today you can remember, go home. And when you go to bed tonight, just ask the Lord, let's, let's have a movie time when I close my eyes. I want to remember I want to remember the goodness because I have seen the goodness of the Lord. Have you seen the goodness of the Lord? Praise God. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. We trust you received a word from God. If you enjoyed this teaching, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes. By subscribing, you'll be sure to receive a new message every week as soon as they are made available. And if you'd like to learn more about Anchor Faith Church, you can stop by our website at anchorfaithaboutaustin.com. There you'll find our locations and service times, ministries that are available for you and your family. You can even give financially in support of the ministry. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time right here on the Anchor Faith Church podcast.